Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Performance Zone. This is David Martin here with Pat Gross, and we have a wonderful, wonderful, very interesting session um, for you guys today, as they're, as they're all interesting. But, we, you know, we kind of, it seems like we jump around, but these are all components that when you tie them together, when you align them, when you understand, even if you take a couple of them, it's going to really make a difference. When you get all these and you understand, some of them may not make sense right away, but if you stay with it, it's going to make a tremendous difference in everything you're doing. So with me, as always, on these particular special calls are is Pat Gross. He's down in Australia. This is me. I'm in my back into the office. As you can see, got a little different background today. Today, last week, we spoke about, or the last session was entrepreneurs, right, Pat? We talked yes. about entrepreneurship, about how we feel there are some differences. And again, you can be a business owner and not be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur and not be a business owner. There, it's more of the mindset. It's more of the character traits. It's more of the habits. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit differently about some a nice little interesting topic about giving is receiving. And again, expect some different viewpoints on this as well. It's not. It may not be quite what you think it is. So, Pat, let's get started yes. with with some of your your thoughts on the whole concept about giving and receiving. Okay. Uh, yes, it's around, well, I think it's quite an interesting topic because, look, this, you always say there's no such thing as free lunch. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it, especially at this day and age, for you to make that comment with everything going on. Absolutely, there is no free lunch. Yeah, and look, it's something that came out clear. There is a Dr. Robert Caldini. Uh, a, right. book, a book he wrote it's probably the marketing bible as far as I'm concerned and in there he's got the law of reciprocation and that's really interesting this is what I'm talking about there's no such thing as a free lunch because um, and this is this is what happens in market in marketing is that right. you give away so, I mean everybody knows that you know sort of this is why you have the the freebies on websites and stuff like that sure uh, yes it yes it gets people's names onto your database and and that's good but it also starts the relationship because you <laughs> by giving something away to somebody in a way they immediately become obligated to repay you yeah i mean there, there's an exchange of value there right i'll give you this free thing <laughs> if you give me your name email address and mobile phone number or whatever it may be right Oh, well, when you've got something to, oh, you sort of, you know, if you start that journey and you always say, you know, do about three or four and then you do the sell or whatever you want to do. Right. Uh, um, I mean, that is, that is using the psychology of, right. <laughs> this is the sure. psychology of somebody feels more obligated to re return something. So, you know, you, you offer new neighbors and you sort of, and you go around, well, you go around asking for the cup of sugar, but you give a good cup of sugar and you get back, you get the friendship back. So there's right. a lot of <laughs> well, there's the engagement, right? There, there's it's well, and, and that's something that and, and this will come back later in the call, I'm sure. Sometimes people we've talked about this people. In, in a, It's been my experience that a lot of times people look for a tit for tat. If I give you a cup of sugar, then you give me a cup of sugar. Right. I mean, it's not they expect the same thing in return. They don't understand part of the whole thing about giving and receiving in my experience is. Number one, you may receive from a completely separate, if you give somebody something, yes. you may receive from a completely separate source. And that, because it may not come back, if I give it to you, you may not give directly back to me. You may give to um, Oscar, right? We'll call him Oscar, right? We'll put some guy out there. You might be giving something to Oscar 
because I gave something to you and you're continuing to give, but then you're receiving something, you receive something from me, but then you give to them and Oscar receives from somebody. It, it, it's, it's rarely, I mean, it's direct in the sense that the relationship and the engagement is there, but people sometimes get too literal. Like, well, I gave that thing to you, so you should give something back to me. Yeah, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole now because I totally agree. Uh, um, I'm going to talk about networking. The big thing for the last two years, especially, has been oh, the online networking. Right. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you have the from the networking, you have the one-on-one follow-up calls for whatever purpose, right? Right. Uh, and they're usually around trying to build a relationship. Uh, and if you're if you're somebody who's a service provider and you're and you're coupled up with somebody who actually is a multi-level marketer, for example, the multi-level marketer is probably, well, what they're looking for, especially if your relationship is around uh, referrals, you know, right. not necessarily the direct, you get the direct seller, you, invariably, you get the direct sell at you. And sometimes I feel really guilty about that because I really don't want, I'm not interested in the products. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just genuinely, just genuinely, I'm not in that space. I'm in the right. networking space. I'm in the networking space. People have got to realize that when they, they don't go in to sell, sell, they're talking to somebody who's interested in sort of saying, how can we work together? How can we work together? Right. Not about, you know, and I've, you know, I've seen some, you know, I've experienced it where somebody's tried to sort of be nice to me and, and then suddenly I found myself with a big sell. So, <laughs> but what, what I have found the, those, those, those um, conversations interesting is when people, again, it's about being, you know, going back to a previous week when we talked about never, you know, we were never asked, you know, people never asked us, is that once they start to, once they let me find out what their problem is, which, you know, if they're trying to sell to me, their problem is simple. They're looking for new markets. Right. You know, they're looking for sales. So... I start to um, unpack and they, who their target market is. And, and I realized that everybody's sort of blinkered. They've got this, this is the target market, this, and this is it. Well, I open up new markets for them because I look, it's not just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dimension further, further from just looking at the, you know, that, that's a, you know, 30 year old, male who plays soccer blah 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 right right and then actually i actually then go into well what community what part of the community are these soccer players for example now i'm just using i don't know where this has come from this has just come off the top of my head so you might be selling sports products to soccer players <laughs> and then i go uh okay hang on a minute in, from uh in in australia there is a strong um a tendency for people who multicultural people come from overseas, you know, where, where football, soccer right. is, the, is, is the world game, yeah, everywhere except America and Australia, but <laughs> football, <laughs> and 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 therefore, you know, it, it's one way that they connect, so they you'll find that there's so you could actually be saying, well, actually, um. You know, I'll be saying then, okay, so what you really need to know is look at these places where there might be a large multicultural, you know, sort of a community. So I'm looking for the communities that are represented by the community base of the cost of the customer that you're trying to target. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Health products, beautiful one. 
again, this is a classic, this is an example, a real life example of talking to somebody, health products, uh, are targeting uh, binge eaters, women binge eaters. Okay, you know, they've got right. a, that problem, problem. And when we started talking, and they were looking, looking here, you know, this particular market, or they were all like the professionals and stuff like that. And I said to them, you do realize that there are, and in Australia, do we have this, and I, I was really fascinated when I first arrived, a concept called the neighborhood house. It's a community center. Right. But it is, they set up in houses originally and they're community development organizations and they have they run programs and they're right in the middle of the community and they've got right your direct access. Some of these binge, binge eaters are women who probably are stuck at home with children, um, got, you know, image issues, all those, they don't, they don't right. have to be poverty, it could be middle-class neighborhoods or whatever. Sure. Right. But they're, so they're communities within communities and who else is in that community? So we have these neighborhood houses. So it got her thinking. And actually I said to her, what you need to do is these, these, these houses are networked. So if you get to the networker or the center of the network, okay, then you get the whole community, you've got in, uh, an access into a whole new target market. Well, it's the same target market, but it's in a different level. Right. Now, now what I'm trying to get out here, it's a great concept, but what did I get out of it? Okay. Right. I didn't, I wasn't directly interested in binge eating sort of sessions. Right, right. I gave, I gave. I do a lot of giving when I'm in networking. And somebody said to me last week, oh, what did you have? Why have you got out of this network? I says, well, you know, money-wise, probably not a lot. But I've given a lot. And what I realized over the years, first of all, is in a network, don't expect to be new into a network, go to the network and immediately get business. And you're disappointed and you walk away. And then, you know, uh, it takes time to build that relationship. But what I find, and people said to me, because I'm a little bit left field, but they, that binge, that, that binge coach couldn't, wouldn't help me, couldn't help me, that, you know, sort of directly because that's what, you know, I, I, I didn't want what she wanted. But there was two things. One, I'm known to her. So if she does come across my target market, she's a good, you know, oh, and this is why I'm visible. But secondly, and this is exactly what you're saying, David, because I've given, I get back from somewhere else. Right. It's like freeing up the space, you know, like decluttering. All that concept, you free up the space, even giving, you will get back. But you don't, if you're in a situation like me, don't expect it to be a direct transaction because that ain't going to happen. Well, not only that, not only a direct transaction, because it's rare. I mean, you and I have both had experiences where things have come into us from out of the blue and, and or, or, my, or my friend Rich, who I've, you've actually met. Um, you know, he, he has these things that just, especially a lot lately. And it's just like, he's been a good guy for the last, you know, as a business professional, since he was a teenager, he's been working and he's just a nice guy and he does things for people because he's a nice guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, people start, he, well, that one company, he just bought a company with a really weird set of circumstances that, um, 
So he's got a, a potentially million dollar company. Things just show up and it's, it's rarely direct. And, but also is the patience aspect, right? We live in such a microwave mentality right now. Everybody expects, well, I do this. I'm going to go join this networking meeting and I'll go to the first meeting. And then the second, by the second meeting, I should have all these new clients. Well, no, because it, especially in, in talking about something like you're talking about with the neighborhood houses, you got to be around, you got to be consistent. You've got to understand that the payoff may not come until, you know, the fourth, fifth, seventh, eighth, 15th meeting. And then the floodgates open, you know, but not until then. I think people, it's, it's all on a number of levels. If you're looking for a quick hit, giving, you know, the whole, giving giving to receive is not that's a slow build it's like blogging and video making a video channel and blogging those guys just didn't wake up one day you know you hear about the guy oh he makes a million dollars every time he posts a video well sure but he, he didn't wake up one day and start a video channel and make a million dollars he's been doing it since youtube was in existence i we actually used that example this morning on a marketing call that i was on and the guy said these people that build this way do it because they're consistent over a long period of time. And that's, that's one of the keys I think in, in the giving and receiving is be consistent and don't give only so you can receive. Don't, don't, I mean, then that's kind of like, to me, that's a little, if you, you, cause I love the way you do things because having watched you over the last, you know, gosh, two years now, right. Um, you, you, you are certainly, you over deliver. Every time you over deliver. And that's what I love about you. You just, it's not a matter of like, well, could she have done more? No, you pretty much handed them on a silver platter, some brilliant ideas. And I think that's another thing that people need to do is it's okay to over deliver and, 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 you know, not worry about like, well, I gave that person X, so I should get wherever that comes from, from somewhere else. It should be X. No, it might be less. It might be more. It might be the same. It may not be you know, it may be in parts, but it's, it's, it's part of it is the mindset. It's the energy. It's the spirit in which you div it, do it. Right. I think that's all, that's all part of it when you were giving and receiving as well. The experience is accumulative as well, because you're giving something, you may be giving your skills, expertise, your time. Right. And you're, and you're learning along the way. Okay. Now we talk about coming in from somewhere else, you know, and thing, but also it could be, it could be a linear process of time in the future because you might be, you might be on a journey yourself and not realize it. So you're giving your time to, um, to be part of an experience, to be part of this new experience. Um, you're learning new skills along the way. And then, as you say, you know, some, one day along the line, you're suddenly the expert. The overnight success, the, because <laughs> right. you've, given all, you've given all that time. I'm just thinking about that because... You just, you just cracked me up with the overnight success thing, because it's like the stories are, of all these people that worked for 20 years to become an overnight success just popped into my head. So Yeah, <laughs> and it is, it's, it is, you, I've just been, just been, you got me thinking myself about some of the stuff I'm doing currently. We were just talking earlier about, uh, um, it's interesting because... I work in the, uh, uh, my clients are mainly in the community um, non-for-profit space. And one of the things we do as the community entrepreneur is take the business goals and, and overlay them into the not-for-profit space. 
uh, um, which is great. Now, right, what's right. happening now is the other way. As I'm saying, because of COVID, yeah. we're now teaching in, uh, community development skills in the business space. So <laughs> it, it's relevant. Well, you and this is something you said to me a long time ago, and you said it again, I believe, last week. Um, and that is the the aspect of most people look. The average person looks at a non for profit as not a business. When they should look at it as a business, it's just got a different model. The model is still yes. just because it's not. It says not for profit doesn't mean they don't have financial obligations and responsibilities and goals and targets, etc. Et and that was something that really kind of, you know, uh, shall we say, certainly redefined the way I look at nonprofits. Some of my clients are million dollar businesses. It just means the money does not go back to shareholders. It goes back into the business. By definition. Yeah, yeah by definition, right? By definition. <laughs> I'm sure they have their little <laughs> seepages somewhere, but, but no, but I mean, yeah, but they, I know what you mean though. It's, it's, there's still, there are finance, there's responsibilities and most people look like the not-for-profit, you know, that's like, and I've been there when I was in network marketing, right? Multi-level market there. I was not for profit for a while because I wasn't making any profit. Um, but there, no, but it, it's really interesting. Just again, the way, the, the way you're talking about now taking those skills from what it used to be, take the business skills, get them into the nonprofit so that they run more efficiently. They can have more money to put back into the business. Now you're talking about taking those skills from the nonprofits, which is going to be more engagement, more interaction, and less yes. less profit oriented. I mean, it's not, or maybe that's not the right words. Um, there's no, a different there's a different orientation, I guess. Is is uh, I'm just not social. Up the right social, word. yes, social. Uh, they are very sort of uh, socially oriented as opposed to economically oriented. Yeah, you know what? We have some of that out here with the Native American. Um, we have a lot of casinos here. And the, the native, they're Native American casinos. And a good friend of mine, um, he is an expert at running, at working within that community and doing turnarounds. Basically, he'll come in and take over a casino and um, he'll turn it around and make it profitable. But he does so specifically in the Native American community because I don't know if it, he, he studied it or how he was raised. He just, for some reason, has the knack of how to interact with that community. And he said, look, and he told me one time, he said, look, in a casino in Vegas, what is their, what is their motive? Profit. That's it. He said, when you look at a, a native casino, their motive is not profit. Their motive is the well-being of their people. Yes. And it has to do with, okay, what can we do with this casino that is now a profitable casino? How does that impact the schools, the food distribution, the public services, the water, um, you know, the, the payouts to, to, the, to the people in the, what they call here, they call them Pueblos. And um, yeah, it's, it's just fascinating that, you know, I think we all need to broaden our scope a little bit, right, in, in how things work, especially because the world is changing. Paul Zane Pilzer said in his book, Unlimited Wealth, that the world is going to change. And this was in 1990. He talked about how it's going to be, technology is going to change it. It's all going to be different. We're seeing a lot of groups now. A lot of companies are going more, hey, let's take a look at how we can better take care of our people. Right? And 
Yeah, you're talking about social enterprises and social corporate response, social corporate, corporate social responsibility here. Uh, again, it's giving back. So as you said, it's not entirely profit oriented. It's about giving back. Uh, it's about, as you said, the welfare. Um, yeah, social, the social enterprise culture has grown exponentially. But I actually remember back in the 1990s and there was a, near the university where I used to work, there was a coffee house, the Java coffee bar. And again, that was actually a social enterprise then, back then. Um, you know, it's free trade, you know, the free trade movement. Uh, you yeah. know, the coffee, you know, you know the, um, not, I think that's what it was. I can't, you know what I mean anyway. Uh, again, it was about, you know, um, paying, paying people properly. Uh, for harvesting the cocoa beans, etc. So, um, and again, you know, there's a lot of, um, and what happens there, and 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 big businesses are, you know, cottoned onto this pretty quickly, is that it's good for the brand. So they give again, they they're giving, they're giving back to the the people. It's, uh, um, uh, depending on what their enterprise is about, uh, but at the same time, they're receiving. They're receiving that accolade, you know, that sort of right. that brand recognition uh, for who they are. I mean, like the there's a few, you know, good examples out there. So again, that's an example in the corporate area of giving or giving back and receiving. Is is you know they I mean, their motive is to give back, but I mean at the same time, it doesn't doesn't harm their profits. <laughs> right. Well, and there's the and <laughs> people are buying buying into it. <laughs> It's, it's interesting you say that, you know, because there, there's oftentimes whenever there's an opportunity, you know, when the, when the girls were younger, right, um, now they're a little older. So hopefully we've instilled that kind of stuff in them. But we'd always whenever there was an opportunity, um, we would show them. I mean, if it doesn't harm you, you know, don't put yourself in here. And this is a key thing, guys. Don't in my my recommendation is not to just go out and start giving everything away because you're going to give it away. So use positive energy and you know, I'll just get to receive it all back don't put yourself in a bind, right? I mean, I've yeah. seen people do stuff like that, but if you're in the line and at the grocery store and it was Christmas one year, we were down in El Paso, Texas. We were in the grocery store, we were in the line and this guy was trying to buy some food and I'm sitting there, it was taking him a while because he was trying to dig in his pocket, his pants and the food he had was like orange juice and some eggs and you know, it looked like, okay, he's trying to buy, he's not buying booze, he's not buying candy, he's not buying junk food. He's buying food that looks like he's trying to feed his family. And he was a couple dollars short. So I just took out, I said, here, I got it. Merry Christmas. And Sophie asked me, she said, why did, why did you do that? I said, well, you know, we're blessed. Number one, you know, if you can do something and help someone that's not going to put you in a, in a difficult, you know, a couple dollars didn't hurt me either way. I mean, it was just something, you know, what am I going to do? Spend it on a call, go to go buy a coffee somewhere. I mean, which would be nice, but you know, it's Christmas time. It's a holiday time. Be blessed. And, and you do that. So do it, do it for reasons like that to help someone, not just because you're, I'm going to give so I can get back. If that makes, am I, am I making it? Cause I don't want people to get lost into the specifically, you know, I'm only going to give so I can get back there. There's a, that's a, just a caveat that I want to have out there. Do it for the right reason. Do it for a good reason and do it when you can. You know, and a little opportunities. If you think about giving it, Jim Rohn used to talk about that. He used to say little things. Don't let little things mess you up. Like if you're thinking about tipping, Jim was real big on tipping. And his thing was when you tip, 
if your thought is to give them, and, and my wife gets nuts about this, right? Because she'll say, you tip too much. And I said, well, if it's the difference between giving them $5 and $6, I'm giving them six. I'm not going to feel bad. Because if we look back on the day and think that the service was really good, and I only gave her $5, I should have given her six. I'm going to feel bad about a dollar. But if I look at it this way, the service wasn't that good, and I gave him $6, ah, it was only a dollar. Right? And so I, she kind of laughs because I, I mean, I've also waited tables. So I tell people, if you've never waited table, people that have waited tables or been in the service industry tend to tip more anyway. I mean, especially here in a very much a tipping culture. Yeah. So I like that. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy that, that thing when you sit down and, you know, I'll teach the girls tip. Well, I minimum 20% every time. And again, my wife says it should be 15. I, I, I want to err on that side because, you know, we, we never know that that little bit. So do do little things for people. It doesn't have to be jai huge. Here's $100. If you can do that, great. But I mean, yeah. sometimes that, that extra couple bucks or the kindness you show in a grocery line or buying somebody a sandwich that's, you know, obviously homeless and they're trying to wash your windshield to make money. That kind of stuff, too, is also very relevant in the giving scheme of putting some positive spirit on the right side, if that makes sense. I know I'm kind of bouncing yeah. around there, but that, that's, that to me is <laughs> yeah, important. No, yeah, and going back to what we originally called this was giving as receiving, let someone else pay, pick up the check. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. That was, oof. <laughs> yeah. Let's this one back in. Sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> no, 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 it's right. No, it's, 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 it's a similar in a way is that, um, you know, if somebody does offer to, offer to pay, don't, you know, don't insult them, let them pay. Yeah, because they will they will get it back. I mean, they want to pay. I know it sounds a bit weird, but uh, you know, it's sort of oh, like you, you go through that. It gives them joy, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. You know, we've had this conversation too. Then there's the people who always want to pay, and that gets annoying because it's like it's kind of cool if you can pick up the check once in a while. Pick up the check, and if yeah. somebody else wants to pick it up, let them pick it up. I mean you know, giving is receiving and let them pick up the check. If someone offers, it's okay because they're finding some joy and some pleasure in doing that. And it's not up to us to take that away from them. Right. I mean, and, and I, I totally agree. If someone offers, um, you know, I have certain family members who make it annoying because they, they always think that they have to pay, pick up the check to show, you know, that's more ego in my opinion, right? Because it's more of a, it's more of a look what I did again. And, but if somebody else wants, if, if in general, and, you know, we've had, it's funny because uh, Jim Rohn also said, take a millionaire to lunch. And back at the time, I was like, why would I take a millionaire to lunch? If he's a millionaire, why shouldn't he pay? And um, Jim said, because, you know, you should pay because you, he's going, he's kind enough to go to lunch for you and you can learn from him. So it, it made sense in that way. But there's never been a time that I've invited someone out to lunch in that particular context of saying, Hey, I'd like to interview. I'd like to, I'd like to treat you to lunch. Um, they let me pay, you know? And that yes. was like, that. I thought that's kind of cool. They let me pay. Now there's a couple of times where the guy said, my treat, I got it. It's already taken care of, you know, come to my restaurant. I don't want to go to your restaurant. Then you're going to pay, but it, it's, but oftentimes I thought that they were very appreciative that I had asked, invited them. And it wasn't about me trying to get a free meal out of them. It was me, you know, genuinely asking sincere questions about business, about life, about, 
you know, how did they achieve what they achieved, etc. And they were greatly appreciative. So there's a there's a lot to be learned from that that statement what you've just said. There's a lot to be learned. Yeah, just because <laughs> you know, I'll also remember Jim said. Um, People say, if I had more money, I'd take better care of it. And he said, I would suggest no. that if you took better care of it, you'd have more money. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jim or Larry Todd. I think it was, I think I heard it from both Jim and Larry. Um, but, it, it, but it's true, right? I mean, you know, these, these people, they understand giving and receiving. They understand on a variety of levels. They understand money. Right. And money is not the, you know, it, it's, that's all, it's a tool, folks. It's a tool. Use the, learn to use the tools and learn to be a master at using the tools. If you were a carpenter, you'd be a master at using your tools. You could be a master carpenter. So why can't you, you know, why not be a master money manager? I love that's, I think I'm going to, my wife is really good at that. I'm going to have to start maybe stealing some ideas from her and say, wow, what does she do? She's pretty good at that. <laughs> Right. But no, why that that's an interesting, I just, again, just popped into my head. Why not? If you're a carpenter or a mechanic, you're a master with your tools. And if money's a tool, why not become a master of manage of your money, using your money? That's, mm. that might have to be another call, another, another, put another <laughs> one on the list, Pat, put another one, another on, the one on the list. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the list, we've got a few more of these where we're going to go and then we're going to wrap these up in probably in the next couple of weeks and put these into a bundle. So make sure, folks, you reach out, get in touch with Pat. You can do Pat at the communityentrepreneur.com, correct? Correct. Yes. Or okay. uh, look or at Patricia, Patricia Gross on LinkedIn. Yes. Patricia Gross spelled G-R-O-S-S-E if you're looking for yes. to find her there. And you can reach me at David M, as in Martin, at CygnusNLP.com. That's C-Y-G-N-U-S-N-L-P.com. And, you know, we'll be creating members areas so you guys will be able to go in and watch these. Um, you might be watching this right now. We don't know. But this is really cool. We want to be able to provide access because a lot of this information, some of the stuff we did was funny. Some of it was kind of out there. But some of it may involve you coming back and listening to it a few times to really grasp the concept. And that's kind of what... I, I want to encourage you to do that because the more I listen, if you saw my computer right now, I've got these member areas up. I'm listening to audios. I download the audios. I've got a book right here that I come in and I pick this up each and every day and go over it. Why? Because it's, there's important stuff in here. Think of it like the athletic model, right? And, and I forget who somebody said that. I forget where I saw that today. They said, pursue it like an athletic model. And I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger do something the other day and he was doing all his Arnold stuff going, I, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, I took a, yeah, I slept five years ago, but why do I still sleep every day? And, and he had a really good point because what he was getting at and what I'm getting at with this and with the other things and taking an athletic approach and especially having a daughter, you know, as you said, football, we'll call it the, the real football, not that American fake stuff. <laughs> yeah, but as, as she's an athlete over there recovering and playing over there, they train, it's every day. When I was at the Olympic Training Center, they said, it's not once every four years that you just show up at the Olympics, it's every day. And it's the same thing. I read my goals. I read the things I need to work on every day. But when I wake up and every night before I go to bed, when you look at the athletic model, the athletes train. Part of training in includes rest. I have, I don't know, if, I haven't told you. I've been going to bed early every night. 
instead of staying up till midnight, one o'clock, which is my norm, knowing that I can wake up at six o'clock in the morning on five hours sleep and do have my day. I thought, you know, again, especially as hard as I've been training physically and all these other things, I need the rest. So I'm, I'm trying to hit it at 10 o'clock every night, which is kind of odd because my body's used to sleeping six hours. So at four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, wing, and I'm waking up. So I go back to sleep, but practice. So come back in, watch these videos, reach out. If you're working with Pat or if you're working with me, do the exercises every day. Fundamentally, listen to an audio every, you don't need to listen to the news. The news is going to tell you your life sucks and you're going to die. It'll tell you that every day. It's not something you need to be filling your head with, filling your head, you know, all the time. The news is going to be the news. I tell people like years ago, I was flying to, um, I was going to, I had a real, it was actually right after Sophie was born. So Andrea was not happy with me because it was literally within two weeks after she was born, I went on a three week trip and I went to, from New Mexico to um, Florida, then to Mexico, then back to Florida. And on the first trip to Florida, from the time I got on the plane till the time I landed in Tampa, there was a tropical storm that was heading that way. But from the time I flew to the time I got, I landed, it had turned into a hurricane. And so people, and, and people say, you don't watch, have you, if you don't watch the news, how do you find out? I said, because I don't, I mean, I don't want to hear all the time about, oh, the storms come, the storm and this, and it's going to be bad and the weather. And it's it just, it, it, there's no benefit to it. But from the time I left to the time I got, when I landed, I turned on my phone, I got all these messages. Hey, I know you're in Tampa. The storm's headed your way. Everybody else was telling me about all the crap that was going on. So I let them deal with it. And I'm going to find out. I look at the news as soon as I land. Oh, okay. So I had to leave a day early. I finished up the seminar. Instead of leaving the Sunday morning, I left on Saturday night, got to Houston, got out of the way of the storm. And so, I mean, we don't have to watch the news 24-7. We don't have to have the news plugged into our phones, you know, so that we get every update from CNN or Fox or, 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 or uh, what's it, the BBC or Al Jazeera or whatever news source you, you know, Epoch Times, whatever news source you plug into. Um, fill your mind with positive stuff, you know, that, and that's another great way you'll receive things is when you keep your mind focused in a positive direction. When you keep your mind focused with positive things, it's another one of those plinks on the right side of the scale. Like when you do something nice for someone without expectation of receiving anything in return. That's another, that's another part of giving and receiving is sometimes just do it because it's a good thing to do. But when you put those positive plinks on there, all of a sudden the world opens up and you see many more positive things. End of rant. Sorry. Okay, so next week we're going to be looking, and you actually started to segue into this, uh, is investing in you. Yes. Oh, yes. In it you, takes a me. lot. Oh, yes. So we'll be talking about that next week or ne awesome. in the next session. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all stations in life, remember to put everything you have into everything you do because the best is yet to come. We'll see you next time. <laughs>